Shostrom joining us today from kellyshostrom.com for our budgeting basics. And each week we try to talk a little bit about money, maybe introduce you to some programs or ideas or apps that can help you in your budgeting and make it more fun than burden, burdenful. I made up a new word, Kelly, burdenful. That's my new word. I mean, I know what you're saying. That works for me. (laughs) Hey, somebody somewhere came up with the word tornadic. And I've been laughing ever since I heard that word. And now it's a real word in, in the dictionary. Tornadic makes me laugh. Will you tell me what it is? Tornado, tornado activity. It's tornadic. Oh, what? That is the silliest word I've ever heard. And now I, ever since I heard it like 12 years ago, it's like they talk about it all the time. I hear it in the newscast. It drives me crazy. <laughs> like that wasn't a word until like 12 years ago, but now that we've been using it, it works. So. We're not talking about that kind of activity, though. We're talking about whirlwinds when it comes to finances. You think you've got the perfect plan and then come to find out there's some things in there that maybe aren't so great. Yeah, exactly, Kelly. I think every single week um, we just talk about how we can be a little bit better with our money and what can we do to not only improve our finances, but just get rid of some of that stress, right? Like that's the ultimate goal is to not have money be top of mind for all the wrong reasons. We want it to be top of mind because we're doing great. We're thriving. We don't have debt. We have tons of cash everywhere, right? And so um, I uh, we often talk about budgets and um, why you should be on one, right? But today I wanted to cover a little bit of why budgets seem to fail. And so I have four reasons that I came up with after talking to clients about you know, why they hate budgeting, why it never works for them. And they've tried this and they've tried that. And so, um, I think it's, it will be helpful to dive in these four reasons. And, um, I also just have some other myths about budgeting too. So I think a lot of things that might get you thinking about a budget in a different light, um, by the end of our little chat today. Okay. Well, let's start. What is the first thing you want to talk about when you're thinking about a failing budget? So I think the I think budgets get a bad rap, right? I think everyone thinks about it as something where it just tells you no, right? So it's something that is just going to be almost like on the back of your shoulder, like that little devil that's saying, don't you dare spend that money or we don't have money for this and, you know, trying to keep you cheap. And we're not about keeping people cheap here. We're about just trying to afford what we can actually afford. And so if you think a budget is just going to tell you no, you got the wrong impression of a budget, right? If mm-hmm. you think budgets are going to be time consuming, they're going to take a lot of effort, a lot of work. It's going to be not worth the hassle. You're going to have to create a new system and all this stuff. Um, you know, there might be a little work up front, just like with anything, but um, I'm here to tell you that it takes like less than a minute a day for me to do my budget. And it is so easy. And I know that it is keeping me on track and it takes very little time. And so if you're thinking, oh my gosh, this, I don't have time for this. I have news for you. Mm. And then the last thing, Kelly, for these what I, what I um, hear from clients all the time anyway, um, is just, you're not going to be able to do anything fun. Like a budget is so boring and it, it has your bills in it and that's about it. But I'm here to tell you that that does not have to be true for your budget. Okay. I want to know that that doesn't have to be true, right? That's the hard part for people to realize. Cause I think sometimes it's easier for us just to skip along and go, I'm not going to look I'm not going to look because I feel like eating out tonight when really maybe tonight you should need out. Maybe you should save it for a special occasion or something. Yeah. And I think it's all about just um, having a budget that works for our life, right? So you won't be able to use a budget that you download a template from the internet because everybody values different things and you have different incomes and all that sort of thing. Um, And so you really want to make sure that you have a budget that fits your life, that includes the things that make you happy. Um, Another thing that you 
you know, you can think about is there's different like levels of budgeting, right? It's not all, all or nothing where you have to budget to the penny of how much toilet paper you use versus paper towels you use versus Kleenex you use, right? Like you don't right. have to get that nitty gritty. Um, of course, there are some people, I feel like Derek and I fall on that, a little bit of that end of the spectrum, um, but we'd like to know how much it costs just because we're kind of data people and we like to know the numbers. Um, but if that stresses you out, right, Kelly, you could just have one category for like anything I have to buy for the house. It could be furniture, it could be paper towels, it could be whatever. Um, and so you can have really, high level buckets as long as it works for you and as long as you're able to figure out how much money you kind of spend in those categories and you know there are tips and tricks that we use the 90 day expense tra tracker being one of them to figure out exactly how much you spend in those categories and so don't think of a budget as something with a million different categories it could be um as detailed as you want. Another um, fun way, Kelly, that people budget that um, it doesn't work for my brain, but you can figure out how much are all your bills, right? So you subtract your bills from your paycheck you mm -hmm. and then um, you take out your savings from your paycheck. So 401k, emergency fund, whatever. And then you just have a lump sum of money left over. So maybe it's a thousand dollars a month or whatever it is. And that can just be the money you live off of. So as long as you're only spending that thousand dollars, and that, and that again is for paper towels or for furniture or for mm -hmm. eating out, you know, and then you only have to worry about one number and maybe use a checking account so that you know when, how much money you have and how much money you don't have. Um, and so that's just another example of a really simple way. That's only one category that you have to worry about. Um, and it can make budgeting really easy. And sometimes, you know, if you do that, you can kind of uh, play a game with yourself. Like, okay, I have a thousand dollars left after everything is paid. Uh, I mean, basics, like the things you have to pay, well, insurance, uh, house payment, that thing. But here's my $1,000. I'm going to use this for my groceries. I'm going to use this for whatever. But I'm going to try to really watch it. I'm going to shop economically. And if I have $300 left at the end, I'm going to put it somewhere for a special occasion or a, in my special account to go do something fun. Absolutely. And you should be rewarding yourself, Kelly, because this is not, we are not on a budget so that we can, you know, be boring adults and do adulting things, right? We're on a budget so that we can afford to do the things that we love most without the stress. Again, my, the whole goal in all of this is to just not have that paycheck to paycheck lifestyle, to not have to do the math of when am I getting paid again? And when are my bills due again? And not have to worry about, am I going to be able to put food on the table or help my kids go to college or, you know, make my monthly car payment. Um, it's just to be able to have a little bit less stress and to enjoy life a little bit more. And so however you need your budget to look, however detailed you need your budget to be, um, to be able to get to that point, that is, um, that's the goal. And so if you, with all of this into consideration, Kelly, let's get to those four reasons that your budget might be failing. So let's say you've done all the work, you're, you're on board with the budget, right? You're not scared. Um, you've maybe even created one, but it's still not quite working. The yeah. first thing, Kelly, that I would say is double check. Um, maybe you didn't do your research or you didn't do enough research. And that's where we go into the 90 day expense tracker. And so maybe we say, for an example, um, I'm only going to spend $500 a month on groceries, right? So you assign $500 a month to your budget and then you're you know, moving on to the next category. But in reality, Kelly, if you did the 90 day expense tracker and you're spending an average of $600, $625 a month on groceries, 
that's going to throw your budget all out of whack, especially if that happens for every single category in your budget. So you really want to make sure you're doing your research and you're looking at how much you actually spend in categories so that you can have a conversation with yourself. Okay. Is 625 doable? Can I lower it to 500 or do I need to, you know, maybe up it a little bit more? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I know here's a big one that was big for me when I went from um, living in a rented space to owning my own home. The things that I forgot that you got to put back for uh, kind of like what we just talked about, like the gutter system, uh, the shingles on the roof, the things that you're going to have to pay for that when you rent, you don't have to like a uh, dishwasher or a washer, dryer, st- the things that go out in the house eventually, those things that are like once every five or 10 years. Absolutely. And some of those big ticket items are, you know, scary to think about, but super easy to calculate, right? Kelly, if you know your water heater lasts 10 years um, or 15 years, whatever it is, and you know exactly how much it costs, you know exactly how much you need to start saving up for because you need to spend X amount of money in 10 years and that equals X amount per month to start saving, right? And so Mm -hmm. some of those very specific ticket items, um, even a new roof is an example. Um, These are all scary. They seem kind of ambiguous, right? But they're not really. A roof, you can even just look on the internet, how much is a roof? costs and you say, okay, well, I'm probably going to need one in five years from now. And you can just start adding up all those categories for home repairs. Um, It's all those things that go out that we don't plan on that can really throw things in a wrench, but that's why we have our emergency fund. That is why we are buffering and we are saving money. That way, if the car dies today, you can borrow a little bit of that water heater money tomorrow. um, And then you don't have to worry about it as much versus if you aren't saving for anything, there's just a little bit less wiggle room. Yep. I think that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Um, What about cutting out too much too quickly? Yeah. And so this is where, you know, we, we love our ambitious people, right? I was there. We, we go gung ho right in the beginning because we are going to change our life and we are going to pay off our debt. Right. But if you, let's go back to that grocery budget example. If you're spending $650 a month on groceries, maybe you're feeding two or three people. Um, and you're saying, you know what, we can do 400. We're going to do $400 a month on groceries. Let's go. You know, you're cutting out $250 a month on groceries. That could be a lot of food that you're no longer bringing into the house. And that might be too much, Kelly. And so you might get away with it the first month or the first few weeks even, or the first couple of months, but eventually you're going to break and you're going to say, you know what? this isn't working. I'm just going to do whatever. And you're not going to follow a plan at all. Right. And so we want to avoid getting to the point where you're just throwing your hands up in the air and you're giving up. So instead of just cutting back to that 250, maybe we're going to say, you know what, instead of 650 a month on groceries, let's try to do 600. And then Mm -hmm. we're going to cut back small amounts in multiple categories. And then we're going to go to clothing and say, okay, Set of 200 a month on clothing, let's go to 175. And those small, small incremental changes um, over all the budget categories or a lot of the budget categories, whatever ones you want, um, that'll make a big difference in your life. And then as you get used to those changes, then you can ask yourself, okay, can I reduce it even more or am I good where I'm at? Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. And what about what about the things that really, really, really make you happy? I know, Kelly. So we have to include the things that make us happy. Otherwise, what is the point of a budget? We, When things aren't sustainable um, or when things don't make us happy, they're not going to be sustainable, right? And so if I tell you um, that some other personalities maybe say you can only have rice and beans and you're not going to step foot into a restaurant unless you work there, right? That could work for some people um, and it could work for some people for a little while. It could work for you for a zero amount of time, right? 
Um, but when we don't include, I just want to go to happy hour with friends, maybe once a month, or I want to make sure that I can have a little birthday party for my kids. His birthday's coming up, or I just want to make sure that I can help my kids go to college. I won't be able to pay for a lot, but I want to pay for something, right? Whatever yeah. truly is happy for you, Kelly, you want to make sure that you're making room in that budget for it. And it's not going to be easy sometimes, especially if our income um, is a little bit, we're strapped for cash, but look at all the items in your budget and ask yourself, what is important to me and what can I have a little leeway on? You know, if jo paying for Johnny's college is number one, then maybe I'm going to spend less money on restaurants or furniture or whatever the case may be. But you have to look at your budget and you have to ask yourself some of those tough questions of what matters most to me and what am I willing to sacrifice or to give up to make sure that these non-negotiable things actually happen. And, you know, when you start start doing this, sometimes you think, okay, gosh, maybe I need a little bit of help. Maybe I thought this was going to be easier than it is. I know, Kelly, you have some free, um, like, things that you have on your website, kellyshowstrom.com, that people can go grab, little worksheets that kind of help you walk through this. So don't be overwhelmed. Absolutely. You start with baby steps, one thing at a time. And um, there's a lot of resources on my website, like Kelly said, to just get you started. That's going to be the hardest step. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you for joining us today and getting us started on this. Don't fail at your budget. Thank you, Kelly. All right. Kelly Showstrom. KellyShowstrom.com is her website. And again, lots of free information there. She's always available if you want to hire her as well. But uh, if you'd just like to get some of those free things and great tips, you can sign up for her newsletter. And she really does give some great advice. Keep you on the positive side of things. You work really hard. You should be able to put some of that money back in your pocket and feel good about it and know that you're doing the right thing for you and your family.